0: This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations with influential members of the community that you need to know. This episode is brought to you by Mill Creek Financial Consultants. At Mill Creek Financial Consultants, we offer more than just financial planning. We develop a relationship with you that helps you avoid common missteps, make confident decisions, and put your assets to work so you can enjoy the peace of mind that comes from financial security. Don't delay your important financial decisions any longer. Schedule a time to meet with our Mill Creek Financial Advisors and begin the journey Journey towards achieving your dreams by visiting MillcreekFinancialConsultants.com. No investment strategy can ensure peace of mind, assure profit, or guarantee against loss. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, P.A.S., Member FINRA, SIPC. Well, hello everybody. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Uh, here today with Rob Clark, who wears multiple hats. Uh, And in a moment, I'm going to ask Rob to really tell our listeners a little bit about himself before we get into the important work that he is doing as the chamber's chair elect, which also serves as the chairman of our business advocacy committee. So, Rob, thanks so much for jumping on for for this recording.
1: Glad to be with you.
0: So maybe a little bit, Rob, a little bit uh, for those listeners that don't know you or, or know your family, maybe a little background on um, where what you do professionally and what brought you to Tallahassee and, and why you love being within our community.
1: Yeah, thank you, Sue. Uh, well, I'm a lawyer with Osley McMullen Law Firm here in Tallahassee. I've been a lawyer there for 35 years. Um, my family's originally from St. Petersburg. Uh, my dad's an Air Force pilot, and so I I grew up as a military brat. Uh, lived all over the world in Japan and Guam, California, and, and other places. Ultimately, um, I graduated from high school at Travis Air Force Base in California. My parents put me on a plane, and I arrived in Tallahassee, Florida, and didn't know a soul. So here I am. <laughs> I, uh, I did undergrad at Florida State, got a business management degree, and I was actually there on an ROTC scholarship, so I went in the Army for four years, and after spending two years of the four years in the field at Mojave Desert, Fort Drum, for cold weather training, and other places in the field, I decided going to law school in Tallahassee would be a great idea, so, <laughs> so I went to law school, and then at the end of my first year, I got a summer clerkship with the Osley McMullen Law Firm for the summer, and I have now been here 35 years. So that's <laughs> that brought me to Tallahassee. Yeah,
0: you know, I think more and more, um, I think as a testament to Tallahassee, obviously we've talked to individuals that have, especially in the chamber world and the business community that have been here their entire lives, but more and more uh, we're we're finding and meeting individuals that are choosing Tallahassee and coming back and you know, Rob, just to thank you, as I said, you are serving as our chair-elect for our board of directors and chair of our business advocacy committee. I, I think our hopefully our listeners and our members know that as a chamber, we're really led by business leaders and volunteers who are working hard to advance the community. And uh, I want to just say thank you. You've been putting a lot of time in, as well as Terry Ard, our current chair chairwoman. Um, and I think what Let's just jump into business advocacy a little bit and why it's so important and some of the areas that you and the committee have been working on that really are making a difference in the community. So I'll I'll push it to you to just let you frame this up a little bit uh, since you've been working so hard on this.
1: Yeah, thanks, Sue. Uh, For those that don't know, the the chamber has uh, a a committee called uh, a Business uh, Advocacy Committee and I will say that it's comprised of 25, roughly 25 uh, community leaders and business leaders, just a great group of people who care deeply about the issues facing our community. I mean, we have meetings once a month, we get together, we talk about the issues that are uh, um, important, and, and we, use, we use our monthly meetings to, to determine what action items we need to take to uh, facilitate uh, having a better community. Um, we, we have actually guidelines that we use to establish what issues we want to uh, address. And we can talk about that in a few minutes, but I just want to give a shout out, if you will, to our committee members. Uh, it's comprised of the leaders of the local hospitals, uh, university representatives, uh, tremendous business leaders, nonprofits, and others. So it's just a great group of people, we think, who come together in a very thoughtful way and figure out how we can move the community forward. So it's a great group.
0: Well, Rob, um, it is, and and each year it's really changed um, um, with regards to opportunities and some challenges facing our community. Let's go ahead and maybe start talking about those topics. And at the end, we'll, we'll make sure we give a, an, an opportunity if individuals want to find out more or have questions. Uh, you have you've created this great line of communication. We'll make sure before we end this podcast to let people know how they can um, kind of time in to you and or to me. So maybe let's go ahead and just start jumping into a couple of the issues that we've been working on.
1: Sure, because the, the issues that we look at are, it's a dynamic process. You know, we could, we could have a, an idea that we think this is a, an important issue, but as we look at it, we realize that there's other more important issues. And I'll, I'll give an example of, of the homelessness issue in our community. So when we were first starting this year, uh, we had identified several issues to work on, and it became obvious from information that we were gaining from our membership and, and from other business folks in town that the homelessness issue was tragically uh, trending in the wrong direction, that it was becoming an issue. So the the committee, uh, and, and as it often does and typically does, is we form a leadership group to sort of look at different issues that we need to really dig into. And I will tell you that the first thing the leadership group does is they identify the problem, but also, and this is extremely important, identify other organizations and stakeholders in the community that are already involved in working on that issue. And Sammy Dixon, I remember several years ago, talked about tearing down silos. And we've really taken that to heart. So when we get into an issue, the first thing we attempt to do is to identify who's already been working on on those issues. It could be nonprofits, it could be government, it could be uh, other business leaders, it could be the university. So we have to identify in the community, the others that are involved in that. And and with regard to the homelessness issue, we absolutely did that and received tremendous value from from working with them. But the other thing about the advocacy that's important besides just the collaboration, is that the chamber has a focus on problems facing the business community, but we look at at the business community as almost synonymous with the community. If you have a strong community, you have a strong business community. If you have a strong business community, you have a strong community. And in fact, there's a study that I'd like to talk about a little bit that was done by the, uh, urban, uh, the urban Land Institute. And it took the quality of life, evaluated the quality of life in a community. And it looked at everything from, from uh, cost of living to jobs, to recreational opportunities, the arts, education, healthcare, everything from infant mortality to violent crime. And it identified those communities that had the highest quality of life. And then it compared those communities to another set of data that talked about communities that were experiencing pro-job growth. Lo and behold, they determined that the cities with the highest quality of life The cities with the highest quality of life were also those cities that had the most pro-job growth. And so when we look at the issues that we're advocating for on behalf of the chamber and we're trying to expand businesses and get new industry and create jobs, what we're trying to do by virtue of that work activity, candidly, is to improve the quality of life in this community. So they're one and the same. And that's the perspective from the business advocacy committee.
0: Well, Rob, I think that's very helpful. And I and I know that data is key. We we have to know the numbers. and, And that way everybody, to your point, can be looking and focused on the same. Uh, hopeful outcomes and we can't we we'd spend less time disputing the facts because we're all working around the data point that's out there. We've as a Chamber of Commerce through past leadership have worked very hard. I know you mentioned Sammy Dixon and before Sammy J. Smith is our chairman really focused on creating the community scorecard It's not the Chamber's data, but our community scorecard and in that and we look at it, it's on our Chamber website. Uh, it talks about kindergarten readiness. It talks about um, job growth, uh, unemployment. That is something as a chamber uh, that we want all of our listeners in our community to really focus on. It shows that we're working towards the same issues. You touched on uh, homelessness briefly. I want to just go back to that just for a moment, because we took multiple steps in that conversation and critical issue that's taking place in our community. And Recently, the county conducted a workshop for homelessness Uh, at your direction and our committee work. We sent a survey out to our business members, and we had tremendous results from that. And I I think the information we gleaned from that was telling. and, And if you can touch on that and the action that we took as a result of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Sue. So the issue of homelessness, one of the things that we identified early on was uh, the, the need to address this issue and to not shy away from it candidly. Uh, I will tell you that we did this survey, which is truly the latest and greatest information on where our community is on this issue. Uh, and we identified that 60% of our businesses have indicated that they've had negative impacts as a result of the homelessness issue. And these are, these are not just prop, uh, business owners, these are employees, customers, and other people feeling that they've had issues involving feeling threatened or feeling um, uh, having uh, uh, encampments near their, their business and things of that sort. Uh, it, candidly, it really surprised me. I, I didn't quite think it was gonna be that high and it's, it's very significant. So we took our survey results and we coalesced them down to a, a two-page uh, overview and we've sat down and met with various county commissioners and also presented it to the entire county commission in a workshop and used that as, a, as information that we hope they can use to develop a better game plan. And We have some thoughts which we can talk about as far as where we are and where we think this issue should go to bring it to uh, a conclusion as best we can. We're not going to solve homelessness, but but we can protect our businesses and our community from activity that's engaged in that is just simply not safe or uh conducive to growth
0: you know and i think that part of that um with regards to homelessness the the county commission is bringing back they actually took action on their agenda recommendations uh with some follow-up information that's going to come as a relative commissioner caban asking for that as well Uh, and and this is an ongoing issue obviously that we want to be at the table to support and Um, I know that you've asked uh, the committee that the next step we could provide are resources to our business community on um, what you can do, who you can call. And so we're currently working on that as well. And and to your point, there will be additional um, work on this because it is an important issue in our community. We know there are a lot of stakeholders trying to address it, um, not just locally.
1: Yeah, so just to address that very briefly, so 80% of our members indicated in our survey that they needed some resources. What do I do? And keep in mind, this affects small business owners tremendously more because they don't have their own security force, for example. They don't have the ability to hire high-tech technology to to alert them to issues, necessarily. And so we need to provide some guidance and and some resource, a toolkit for what they can do. But at the end of the day, on the homelessness issue, I just want to be clear. We do believe, number one, that our current laws should be enforced. Whether a crime is committed by a homeless person or anyone else, they need to be enforced. Number two, we do think the county commission and the city commission should take a look at at dealing with what I think is generally defined as aggressive panhandling. Getting in somebody, uh, getting approaching somebody for money at a place that you cannot necessarily escape from, or if they uh, get on a bus and try to solicit money, things of that sort, aggressive panhandling. And then finally, social services. Sue, I know you've had conversations with a number of our uh, stakeholders in this area, tremendous support in this community for the homelessness, homeless people, and that we need to continue to support them, look for opportunities to support them, because it's all going to be working together to move the needle so that we don't become another community that is overwhelmed by this problem. And it Affects not only existing businesses, but certainly the growth of the community.
0: Yeah. Well, Rob, I know, um, you know, as we move forward, you have stated the committee is constantly looking at issues and trying to monitor um, issues that would impact not just the business community, but the community as a whole and advocate for um, solutions. In the past, and we were talking about this offline, you know, historically the Chamber of Commerce has been behind some really key and important initiatives, uh, our blueprint initiative, the sales tax twice and sales tax for our schools for capital improvements. Uh, and then recently the Children's Services Council uh, efforts. And so I think all of those are important towards building out the community. Uh, as we as we look to wrap up here, uh, because there's a lot of work to continue to do, maybe um, for our listeners, letting them know what, what they can expect from, Upcoming meetings for from the business advocacy committee, and really just maybe your your ask again. You are a volunteer business leader uh, who is bringing a lot of resources to the table to help the community as well. And I certainly want to give you the opportunity to kind of make your your ask because you're in this in the game full time.
1: Yeah, Sue. So thanks for that because the the, the 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 blueprint sales tax issue is is a is a good issue. It, it, there are so much ex, uh, exciting uh, projects underway focused on the airport, the airport gateway. We are fully supported and excited about that project. I mean that is going to be a game changer. It's, it's it's absolutely going to present our community in the most favorable light. And then at the same time, we've got this widening of the road at the airport, the access way from two lanes to six lanes. I mean, a significant project. And then of course, the international airport processing facility. Uh, Uh, a $28 million project. All of that, just think about it. So when you arrive in Tallahassee in the future, you are going to have an international airport with actually international processing and and not to mention the lease uh, arrangements that are going to be in place around the airport. And then you're going to head downtown, head to FSU and an airport gateway. What a tremendous indication that the city is on the move. And so we have been supportive of that because we think that is good for the entire community. I think Sue, the last thing I would like to remind everyone as we sit here and evaluate different issues on behalf of the business community is the not just the practical reality, but the statistically proven reality that what's good for business in this community is good for the community. And we have evaluated how to build vibrant communities, how to have bridges out of poverty, and it all relates to economic development for all, and that's what we're committed to achieve.
0: Well, Rob, you know, again, thank you for your, your work. I know uh, we have a actually an, a meeting coming up and some of the information you had pulled some data points that I think uh, keep us all focused with regards to our, our unemployment rate or or the number of jobs that are needed. Do you want to just touch on that as closing comment for individuals that are listening to really have a good snapshot of where we sit and how we need to be planning for 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 instance 2030 yeah it's it's right around the corner
1: absolutely and our chair terry yard for for several years in her chamber work has been laser focused on talent development and uh the the talent pipeline management and the statistical reality is this by the year 2030 Tallahassee will need to grow by 15,000 jobs in order to reach its full potential. I mean, there there is a need, an important need. So when you start looking at how do you do that, you do it by growing our economic uh, vitality in this community, which is what we're committed to doing.
0: Those that want to get involved, uh, I'll I'll state it. they can as the staff person to support you, because, uh, again, the amount of hours you're giving, I will encourage anybody just to reach out uh, if you have any questions or if there's an issue out there that you view important for the business community to to reach out to me directly, uh, either by email or phone call and uh, any closing comments. And again, I really just want to say thank you Uh, when I have the opportunity to talk to our leadership and, and really highlight the work that's being done. Appreciate all the great work, and we'll turn it to you for any closing comments.
1: No, so I just like to say in closing, this what a pleasure it is to be chair elect. Uh, in the sense that it's just an honor to work with a lot of dedicated business people who care deeply about the community. I think people need to hear that they need to understand that uh, we we have found, and I have found, um, that the the folks who are involved in the chamber leadership. and and just chamber membership in general. Uh, They want Tallahassee to be the best it can be. And I think I'm really excited about working and it's an honor to be assisting with them.
0: Well, Rob, thank you so very much.
1: Thank you so much.